Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia, and happy new year. It is Monday, January 2nd, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, we have three big food days today, and it's going to be fun. Uh, today Sweet. is National Swiss Cheese Day. Ooh, okay. I can get down with some Swiss cheese, man. I'm a big Swiss cheese fan. Yeah, it was uh, Swiss cheese is really good. <laughs> like, yeah, really good. I love Swiss cheese, dude. Um, I'm not. It's not my favorite. It would probably be top five though for me. Say. Yeah, definitely, definitely not my favorite. But I think I'm with you here. I, I think it's a. Um, I think it's a top five cheese. I'm trying to think. It might be number two for me, honestly. It's pretty good. I love Swiss cheese. I, I love it just plain. Okay. It's also National Cream Puff Day. Nah, not as big of a fan of cream puffs as I am uh, Swiss cheese. But um, I'm trying to think of the last time I had a cream puff. I am th- just was thinking the same thing. It's, it's been a very long time. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out on the cream puff, but I'm in on the Swiss cheese. And it's also national buffet day. Uh, yeah, I'm in on that one. Um, yeah, yeah. Pe- people have seen our size. Uh, I'm in on the national buffet day, unless it's a buffet that is supposed to be a five-star Brazilian restaurant and they <laughs> forget to bring you food when you're sitting there for three hours. That was very, that was very aggravating, man. Morning. Yeah, yeah. They they kept walking around to other tables and just forgot us. And, and we never even got the um, we never even get the filet mignon, and we asked for it a couple times. That was that was a very very disappointing time at at a uh, show. I, I think that might be the last time. I don't know. We'll we'll revisit it next Christmas. But I was I was very disappointed. All right. So if you can't tell, mine and Bryce's voice is not. Um, it's not 100%. Uh, we, as Ohio State fans, we went to the Peach Bowl and, and saw the, it was a fantastic, fantastic game. Uh, you know, as, a, as an Ohio State fan, we didn't come out happy, but you know what? It was, it was so good. As a Georgia fan, though, for this podcast, <laughs> we came out really happy. UGA beats Ohio State 42-41 to in an epic Peach Bowl. Um, Stetson Bennett looked phenomenal. 398 yards, three touchdowns, only had one pick. Um, McIntosh, Edwards, and Milton all combined for 154 yards rushing, which is really solid against Ohio State's defense. And it just seemed like early on and... Georgia didn't have an answer for for the wide receivers, and that was an issue for her for UGA. And you know, it that was just it was incredible. It really was for 
for us, and I know, and we've we you and I have talked about this, but I know UGA fans were not happy about this early on. Um, probably they were probably not happy about this game. What I would say about ninety eight percent of it. <laughs> Yeah, they were probably not happy with eight minutes left in the game, honestly. Um, early on in the game, Marvin Harrison Jr. was burning Keely Ringo. Uh, he, he, I, I had a Georgia fan yesterday tell me that after that game in the Peach Bowl, Keely Ringo might not even get drafted now. Um, <laughs> Ringo's still so, getting drafted, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was bad for Georgia early. Um, but they, they did what championship teams do is, is they you know, persevered and they were still in the game in the fourth quarter and, and had a phenomenal first uh, fourth quarter. They, they outscored Ohio state 18 to three in the, in the uh, fourth quarter. And, and Stetson, Stetson looked great, man. The mailman delivered again. And the, uh, the one interception he had, I I don't, you know, I'm not going to say it wasn't his fault, but it definitely looked like a communications mistake between him and the wide receiver. So he, he could have thought the receiver was running run uh, one route and the receiver thought he was running another and, you know, Steel Chambers get the interception. But but he played well. Um, honestly, I, I think the, the defense sort of was what let Georgia down um, on, on a, a Saturday night, which is kind of crazy to say from a from a Georgia perspective. But, I, you know, they, they did what good teams do. They they hung around and they ultimately got the win with some great coaching calls in the uh, in the fourth quarter and and a great catch by Brock Bowers to pick up a crucial first down uh, a big timeout before the fake punt Ohio State was going to convert so uh, it, it had everything you'd want a semifinal football game to be yep absolutely and it was from top to bottom it was it was incredible um, Georgia scored their final touchdown with what just under a minute left to go in the in the game yep if gave Ohio State 54 seconds to drive down the field and and they did um and they just the offensive play calling for Ohio State in that final that final uh drive was just kind of embarrassing uh, it was stupid it was flat State out stupid um fan um which led to a 50 yard field goal which now is a massive uh meme all over all over uh, social media. Yeah, you can I mean, see he's it. Noah Ruggles has. I don't know if he's made any field goals over forty this year. Like that's not his. And even that field goal he made earlier in the third quarter or fourth quarter was a horrible knuckleball field goal. Yeah. Um, the the fact that he was put into that position and asked to hit a field goal that long was was ridiculous. And it's it's not going to show. And and people that don't go back and, and watch it and obsess over it aren't going to pick this up. Brian Day did an awful job. Um, I said this after the game. People are going to look at this game and say it was on the defense. It wasn't. Um, r- r- from an Ohio State perspective, Ryan Day did a did a terrible, terrible job of doing any game management. This this game shows a lot of the cracks that are happening up in Ohio. So it was it was very disheartening. Honestly, I thought I thought Ohio State's defense played well. I know we gave up forty two points, but two two of those were on a slip. Two of those were on a seventy-yard slip, and then another one happened on our our linebacker was was covering a slot receiver thirty yards down the field, which wasn't supposed to happen because we were supposed to have over-the-top zone coverage with our safeties. So, uh, you know, I, I know we lost, but from Ohio State perspective, 
I'm really happy with the way we played. And from a Georgia perspective, you're going to go and have a chance to win back-to-back national championships. Something that happened ha- hasn't happened in uh, 10 years, I think. I think 11-12 was the last time it happened. Yeah, and now we're looking ahead to next Monday night, uh, and they will face off against TCU, who beat, uh, who quote-unquote upset Michigan last weekend um, in a really epic. Honestly, last weekend's um, college football playoff games were insane, Bryce. They were really, yeah. really solid. Um, and, you know, from a perspective of, it, it was really interesting and and you and I talked about it with some of the Georgia fans that were surrounding us um, in the in the Peach Bowl at you know they had the game the TCU game uh, up 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 on the big screen in in Mercedes Benz and they were like when TCU scored the entire stadium erupted in cheer when yeah. when Michigan scored nobody cheered nobody it was insanely funny to me yeah there was not a single person in that entire stadium that was cheering for michigan oh <laughs> that was awesome for me yep. yeah. all right uh, let's talk about yesterday if falcons beat the cardinals 2019 on a final second uh field goal which was awesome uh for once it just seemed like atlanta can actually pull off the uh clock management and and make things happen for themselves Esmond Raider went 19 for 26 for 169 yards he had a 36.5 QBR and he's still looking for his first career touchdown Algier, Algier and uh, Patterson combined for 125 yards rushing on 29 carries and two touchdowns they they were our workhorses they looked they looked really good really solid um, granted you're playing against a really terrible Arizona team, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Ritter did a good job of spreading the ball around finding seven different receivers, which is not bad for a rookie quarterback, honestly. And and for a rookie quarterback that's throwing these six of the seven receivers, well, Cordero Patterson caught a pass. So we'll say five of the seven receivers. Most people outside of Falcons fans have no clue who these guys are. And hell, some Falcons fans might not know some of these names. So that was pretty impressive, him being able to spread the ball out and get the ball to the different receivers and different looks. Michael Pruitt, uh, Greg London, and Cordero Patterson all had over 40 yards receiving, which is very, very helpful in this uh, this offense. They went The win moved Atlanta from 6th in the draft to 8th, which sucks, but you know it is what it is. We have our final game next weekend against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, that was that was sort of a big question that I had about this game, Billy. As as a Falcons fan, did you want them to win? Because I feel like this win, I, I don't know. I feel like it was big outside of the fact that it was other than just a win. Like it felt it felt like this solidified benching Mariota for Ritter, and, and this and this gave the Falcons a lot of maybe hope and confidence going forward not necessarily this season but next season that they can win games like this but it does move you down the draft two spots so uh, you know i I don't i i had i was sitting watching this game with falcons fans and about half the room was cheering for the falcons to win and the other half was cheering for the falcons to lose so here's the problem for me um as a as a fan you always want your team to win right always it's it's anything like we were talking with some people um, 
you and I were having this discussion on Saturday night. As as Ohio State fans, we always want Michigan to lose, always. But at the same time, we kind of wanted them to win just in case we beat Georgia, just so we could have a shot at beating them. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So yeah. it's there are things, there are certain kind of things that you kind of look for in a in your fandom that might help your team in the long run. That might suck at the beginning, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, this loss, if I was kind of hoping for a loss just so we could get a better draft stock, but at the same time, I always want my team to win. So it, it's kind of, I'm torn a lot of. That makes sense. That, make, that makes yeah, a lot yeah. of sense. I mean, yeah. Since yeah, we're, already out, we're out of playoff contention, this, this win meant absolutely nothing other than getting that, you know, confidence in your team. Um, you know, it, I don't know. It's. And, I was torn. And another thing that that uh, that every single Falcons fan I was in a, I was in a room with I don't know eight to ten Falcons fans and uh, something else that seemed to be a consensus uh, thought was that they hope the Falcons can pick high uh, because all of these Falcons fans were also Georgia fans and now every single one was C.J. Stroud as a Falcon next year. <laughs> Every single one wants CJ Stroud as a Falcon next year. Oh, can, can you get behind that? I, I mean, I'm not going to say no to CJ Stroud as a, as a Falcon, but at the same time, I I think we have other pressing needs. But we'll see. Yep. Yep. Oh, we'll, have, kinda, we'll have that discussion a little bit closer to the draft. That was kind of my feeling too. Like I, I would love to see CJ Stroud as a Falcon. I would I would get a CJ Stroud jersey. Me too. Um, yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, I I think, I think I think Gavin would love one too. So I mean, yeah, I I just I just don't know if that's the Falcons' most pressing need right now. You know, like, and, and this is the funny part about this man, and and Gavin is is so much an Ohio State fan. He doesn't care about the NFL as much. He love like. He loves Justin Fields. He grew up on Justin Fields being an Ohio State fan. That was when his fandom really grew, was watching Justin Fields. So he has a Justin Fields. He has, like, two Justin Fields jerseys. He's got a, he's got a blue and a white one for Chicago Bears. He loves the Bears because of Justin Fields. CJ went to Atlanta. He might become a little bit more of a Falcons fan. You know what I mean? So yeah. this really depends on... Um, on that kind of thing and that's that's the funny part about some of your some fandoms is and you know how deep you get with feel like college football more than the nfl i know you're an nfl guy over college but at the same time a lot of the, the reason you chose uh dallas was because of zeke you know what i mean there's yeah well i, I chose ba- dallas back in the day i mean sort of the same reason i was a huge emmett smith fan right and that's that's why I chose Dallas as my team because I loved Emmett Smith and Michael Irving and and then uh, Joey Galloway from Ohio State went there and I was like hey I, I like that guy he was good so yeah I I completely understand that um, on Friday night Billy the Falcons or the Falcons excuse me the Hawks it'd be something if the Falcons <laughs> lost to the Lakers that'd be amazing you were that would uh, lost to the fall to the Lakers I was like did they yeah that Ooh. dude that would that would be newsworthy. Uh, the Hawks fall to the Lakers, excuse me, 130 to 121. Dude, we just couldn't st- stop LeBron on his birthday. 47 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Uh, he always seems to go off against um, 
against Atlanta for some reason. I don't understand why. It sucks. Uh, Trey had 29 points, 8 assists. DeJounte Murray had 20 points, 9 assists, 7, re- seven rebounds. I mean, we played decently with a short bench. We only had four guys come off the bench with a total of 75 minutes. And the bench played well, from what I remember. It was a long time ago, and there's been a lot of stuff that's happened in between <laughs> Friday and today. Um, Jalen Johnson and Bogey both played really well coming off the bench. Jalen Johnson had 15 or 17. Bogey had somewhere around there. Um, but Bogey's three for 12 on threes was a bit concerning. Dude, Bogey got shot happy there for about a four-minute stretch. He'd come down the court, and he would just jack up a three like early in the shot clock. And, you know, I like to see that confidence from my players, but I only like to see it when it's going in. Right. Um, so I'd like, to, I'd like him to be a bit more selective on, on the shots shot he take. But, you know, we were ahead in that game at some points. LeBron just took over, dude. LeBron did LeBron things. And there's nobody really in the NBA that can stop LeBron from doing LeBron things when he wants to. No, and there's really not. And the funny thing about this was for as an Ohio State fan, it it kind of reminded me of Friday, like going into the Saturday night game. It kind of reminded me of Friday night. We led after the first quarter. We led after the second quarter. We led after the third quarter. But ultimately, we lost the game. And that's that's not what you want to see your team happen. You know, you want to you want to see your team finish, and we didn't finish um, against LeBron. So in the Lakers, it it sucks. Uh, we move even further down the board because um, now I think we're two games under five hundred. Um, we are two games out of five hundred, and we are ninth in the standings. So we are in the play in position. We do not want to be there again. So the no, Hawks no, we don't. get a lot better very very quickly. Um, Trey's continuing to do Trey things, though. Um, DeJounte Murray looking like DeJounte Murray. So if they can continue to do that, let's get healthy, fully healthy. Bingo. Uh, Bingo right there, man. I think uh, getting Hunter back, getting CC back is going to help out tremendously. Let's get those guys healthy and moving forward. Let's get the, the starting five on the court all together. Let's move uh, Jalen Johnson down. Um, maybe not... Uh, Jalen's been pretty solid, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, Jalen's been good, uh, in my opinion. But let's let's let Bokey be off the bench. Let's let Jalen Johnson be off the bench. You know, um, let's see what the kid can do off the bench. So it, it's just that that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. Once we get healthy and everybody kind of gets in their role, but I mean that was the same song and dance from last year. You know, I mean it was it was let's get healthy and see what happens, and we never got healthy. And this year started out healthy, started out well, and now we're back into the oh we're not healthy. You know, I don't I don't know where we're at. It's just frustrating. And the Hawks uh, Hawks will play tonight against the Warriors at 10 p.m. So it's barf. So uh, I will not be watching the end of that one. I'll probably catch the first half. <laughs> they the the Warriors are are struggling like us as well. I mean they're they're ninth in the East, I believe. In the West. Uh, that too, both of them, yeah. East and West. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bryce, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Um, <clears throat> on Friday night, girls basketball, Heard County fell to Kip Atlanta. You you got to call this game. It just seemed like Heard couldn't get out of their own way. Yeah, Heard was up big. Heard was up by like 13 at one point in the first half uh, over Kip. Jasmine Owens was balling. And I don't know what happened in the second half or at halftime, but Kip did a really good job of 
preventing her from getting those high key entry passes into the paint, you know, into the key area. Uh, they they got some turnovers in that, and I, I think I think Heard County scored like ten points the rest of the game after halftime. Um, Kip just came out and played really good offense and defense. So uh, you know I, I was excited about that game. The game was really good. But all four games that I called over the past couple of days have been really good. And uh, we'll have Heard again this Saturday. Uh, I get to see them play New Manchester, and the girls' New Manchester team was very good. So that that should be a very competitive game versus Heard. Yeah, I. I... It'll, I think it's going to be fun. What's the next game you call, by the way? Uh, tomorrow night, I got Bremen and Piedmont. Okay, awesome. Um, yep, that'll be that'll be fun. I may actually show up to that one. Should be interesting. I really don't know that much about Piedmont. I know they've played a couple of our local teams recently, but uh, other than that, I haven't. I, I have no idea about them. And Max perhaps doesn't have like any info on them. Um. All right. So also on Friday, Temple beat Harrison County to. Um, finish out that that tournament 48 43 mckenna nicks ended up being the mvp of the tournament um and there's a lot of box to go around the temple girls and that was that was huge for temple and i think temple's oh, gonna be temple's gonna make some noise guys and it's gonna be the girl the girls team is insanely talented dude yeah yeah, yeah. it really is I, I i can't wait to actually watch them in person um and, and it was uh, McKenna had 35 points against Harrelson County, which is their new career high. And that tied her for third all time in points at uh, Temple High School. <laughs> God. Yeah. Nuts. She's a sophomore, Great. right? Sophomore. She's tied for third all time in points. I think, I think that's ball. for, I think, I believe yeah. that is for most points in a single game. Oh. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Not a thousand percent oh. sure. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to Corey Nix on that one. Um, but I, I think that's, third all time for most points scored in a single game okay all right boys basketball bowden fell to rockmart 55 54 that's just close just disheartening and end to a game Heard county fell to troop county uh 62 to 53 rover edmondson had 20 points again um Heard county just it, it just you said that troop county was just a little bit more athletic than they were yeah, and and her really outside of LJ Green and Roro Edmondson, Heard County needs to be able to find someone else that can provide them points uh, against DC. It was Jordan Gates, but against Troop, they just couldn't couldn't find somebody to you know sort of help Roro and LJ Green. And it wasn't for lack of of ball movement or good shots. Heard was getting up great shots and open looks and getting up layups. They just weren't going to the basket, man. It was it was really mind bottling that. They they couldn't they couldn't score. There was there was a lid on the basket in the second half for the Heard County boys. Um, so I, you got to take the positives away from it. Great ball movement, good defense. You were getting open shots. They just weren't falling for you. Central beat Rome forty eight forty four. Temple beat Harrelson County fifty eight twenty seven, and Carrollton beat Sequoia sixty seven to sixty one on Saturday in college basketball. You dub. A, beat shorter for the boys 85 to 63 and the girls beat them 69 to 34 that's fantastic let's go so anytime you sweep a team um in basketball is a good thing especially um you up all right let's talk about our new um before we get to it let's talk about our new sponsor uh again we we mentioned this last week our thanks to tim horsley at uh Stop it for sponsoring us for, let's say about five six months. Yeah, wow. Um, he has moved on, and and we'll be sponsoring other things now, which is 
fine. I mean, anytime somebody wants to sponsor us, we're we're kind of shocked. Uh, but let's thank. Uh, let's look ahead and thank our new sponsor, Smith's Floor Covering, uh, based out of Bowden, and they will be sponsoring our games and events calendar. So th- our thanks to Smith's Floor Covering for doing this, and uh, we'll look forward to this partnership. But on yes, we. On the Smith's Floor Covering Games and Events calendar on college basketball, UW is facing off against Lee, is at Lee tonight. Boys and girls will play tonight. Where's Lee at? Where, do you know where that's at? I don't know where Lee University is, no. I don't either. Hold on, let me look that up. Let me. Lee University is in Cleveland, Tennessee. I did not know that. There you go. Yeah, there you go. The Lee University, Cleveland, Tennessee. <laughs> Oh, they have a they have a graduation graduation rate of fifty seven percent. Solid. That's really solid. <laughs> oh, that's what the boys and girls basketball graduation rate. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Well, I didn't know they had graduation rates on here. That's pretty neat. Oh, <laughs> this is interesting. Now, hey. now I'm going to waste hours today looking at graduation rates of universities. All right, Bryce. Do you need another cup of coffee? Oh, man, I need another cup of coffee and a new set of vocal cords. Uh, that's the reason I'm kind of running this today. I heard Bryce's voice this morning. And I was like, well, my voice sounds a little bit better. It's on the struggle bus today. Let's, let's do another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. On Sunday, Tom Brady finds Mike Evans for three tuds as the Bucks win the NFC South. Were you surprised that they came back and actually finished the, finished the job? No, it's, it, dude, it's it's Tom Brady, it's Mike Evans, it's the Buccaneers. I'm not surprised at all that they came back and beat the. That's the Panthers. The Panthers suck. Um, now, what I would be surprised about is if they win their first round matchup. I don't, we don't know who it's going to be against yet. Um, that would surprise me. But that would surprise me. You know, and and like Matt Ridgeway has, has stated, hang number 13's jersey in the rafters, man. Retire that guy's jersey. Yep. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. <laughs> He's the best wide receiver Tampa Bay has ever had period end of story oh right. yeah yeah absolutely all right a bent rim causes a 35 minute delay as the nuggets beat the celtics yeah robert williams the third uh threw down a monster jam last night with about uh eight minutes left in the fourth i think and it, it looked like he might have hung on it just a little bit too long and a couple of seconds afterwards they stopped the game <clears throat> and it was uh it was leaning a bit back into the left uh, and they had about a 30-minute delay. The Nuggets were we, uh, were leading 110 to 97 when it happened, and uh, they had about a 30-minute delay where they had the maintenance guy get out there and fix the rim and all that. I, I always find it funny when equipment like that fails in the NBA because the the human beings are just too monstrous. No joke. That's always funny. Kenny Pickett leads another Steelers comeback to keep the playoffs in sight, and that's huge for Pittsburgh fans because you know a lot of. I think there was a lot of people that were excited to see Kenny Pickett play, especially in Pittsburgh. They weren't really thrilled to have a a, a freshman or a, a rookie quarterback take the lead, but I think Kenny uh, has done a great job in Pittsburgh, honestly. Uh, yeah, I think Kenny's done a phenomenal job in Pittsburgh. And I mean, what what did the Steelers start out the season with, like two and six or something? Sure, right. Like. Dude, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And we we kind of said, let's see, they one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, two and six. They started off the season two and six. And we said, you know, we, we said at the beginning of the season, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season in the NFL. And we were like, oh, well, this will be the first year. But that's okay. They're rebuilding. 
Well, fast forward to the end of the season, Mike Tomlin might not only have a winning record, they might go to the playoffs. They might be a playoff team with Kenny Pickett as their quarterback. I'm a huge Kenny Pickett fan. I love what he's doing up there in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of cheer for Pittsburgh. I don't know why I like Pittsburgh, but I sort of cheer for the Steelers. So, yeah, congratulations to Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin. I, I hope you win this week and make it into the playoffs. They're 8-8 eight and eight now? They are 8-8, eight and eight, yep. So they've gone 6-2 and two since that, that start. Yeah. Awesome. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Ovechkin scores his 30th career hat trick. He is now 88 goals behind Gretzky. That is insane Funny. to me, man. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. I'm 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 stoked for that. I mean, you might you're gonna get LeBron passing the all-time points in basketball this year. And then you might get, you know, Ovechkin passing Gretzky in all-time goals. Probably not next year. Um, but the year after that, more than likely, I would think. Yeah. We'll see if he continues to play at this level. This is nuts, though. It's pretty awesome. Gene Segura in the Marlins strike a two-year deal. Are you surprised by this at all? No, not really. I think it's a $17 million deal. I, I know Gene Segura, you know, a couple of years ago was a very, very solid baseball player, but I, I sort of haven't heard about Gene Segura in a while. Billy like, last year, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, he, he was with what the the Mariners for a long time, I want to say. Uh, and, and then he, and maybe, and who was Brewers before that? So yeah, I mean Gene Segura, he, he's a he's a former All Star, I think. Yeah. And he had a couple he had a couple years where he was a he was a really solid player. So I, I think it's a nice piece for the Marlins. It's it's nothing that's going to move the needle for me. It's not like I'm going to pick the Marlins over the Braves for the NL East. Um, but I, it's a good piece. It's a good piece. It's a good veteran piece for the Marlins. All right, and finally today in 2019, the United States Inter- International Christian Pulisic becomes the first or becomes the most expensive American soccer player when he moves from Russia when he uh, from uh, Borussia Dortmund okay thank you that's actually German thank you yep Uh, I I got your soccer pronunciations name pronunciations I can't always handle but soccer team pronunciations I got you The Borussia Dortmund to Chelsea for 57.6 million uh, pounds, which is $73 million uh, in U.S., remains at Dortmund on loan until the end of the season. Yeah, mo- most expensive uh, U.S. soccer player of all time, $73 million. Great. It's awesome. Yep, it's a lot. Anything else, buddy? Nah, man. Let's get out of here. Let's see if I can recover my voice before I have to call a basketball game tomorrow night. Better start working on it right now. Yeah, get some get some tea and honey and lemon. <laughs> all right, uh, for Bryce Barling, I am Billy Lindall. Again, happy New Year, everybody. We will talk to you all on Tuesday, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor, just shake it.